Welcome back to Playmakers Corner Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Cody Stoffer. And I'm Liam Hughes. And uh, we live together, so we're recording in the same room for this one because there's no Simon on this episode. And we just did a little bit of film breakdown on one Sam Flowers, whose interview is coming up right after this. Liam, what were some thoughts that you had watching Sam Flowers' film? Well, you know, I really liked what, what I saw. Um, I think Sam is he's a playmaker. He's a, you know, he's a, he's a, He's a chess piece that can be moved basically anywhere, and I really like that he he makes plays on any part of the field, in any position. Yeah, he's definitely a guy who plays with a lot of passion, and you'll be able to tell that, as in the listeners from listening to the interview, that, you know, he's a high-motor guy and he's going to leave it all on the field, and, you know, we watched some of his Juco film and some of his UNC film as well. More so talking about his Juco film, he was able to not only contribute, but make plays on special teams that saved touchdowns, forced turnovers, you know, so he's also a good tackler on top of being a very solid wideout. Yeah, his tackle form actually kind of impressed me. What? <laughs> okay, wide receiver, not expecting him to make good tackles, but... But there he, he was, yeah. you know, wrapping up at the hips and, and finishing through and also putting his hand or helmet on the ball. Yeah. Punch the ball out. He did, I mean, he did good. He made plays. And that's what we like to see. So, um, you know, obviously, once again, we're looking at highlights. So we're, we're looking at things through a lens. But I'm going to go ahead and do my typical three strengths, you know, kind of breakdown. And one of the strengths that I have for Sam is that he's never taken down by the first guy, which is something that we've said about running backs before. Mm-hmm. But it's not really like a receiver thing. And I think that contributes once again and speaks volumes to his high motor and his passion for the game. Right. Because he's getting hit by people who are a lot bigger than him and he's just not going down. And it usually takes like two or three guys to bring him down, even on routes where he doesn't really get to build momentum. Even um, Another strength that I had was, you know, his ability... This, this kind of ties in, but his ability to run after making the catch, his yard after catch ability is super huge. And I'll talk to Sam about that actually coming up. But yeah, every time he touches the ball, you know, he's a play waiting to happen. And that's on spot routes, you know, where he has to go from zero to a hundred, you know, from catch the ball. And that's on slant routes where he goes from a hundred to 120 sometimes. Um, you know, he ran a a plethora of routes and he was able to run after basically all of them and last but certainly not least he has good hands you know um he made some good one-handers on the film and he made some contested catches too and also was able to focus through traffic on making some catches as well so that those were the strengths that jumped out to me liam what were your top strengths if you had anything different or want to agree on some of the same ones uh i think you know i think we agree we, we kind of talked during the film breakdown that we were watching mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, so we'll just speak to that again. I think so. I think we agree on most of the things that we were seeing. Um, I think I like his his zero to 100 percent speed. I, I'm not sure if he has the greatest max speed potential, but it seems like he just goes from zero to 60 in like half a second. You know, he hits his top speed and his top speed isn't slow. Yeah, the se- the uh, the second strength that I would say that he has is he's got great elusivity, elusiveness, elusiveness. Yeah, that's the one. Um, I picked up on both. <laughs> yeah, he he always seemed to kind of after the catch make a little twist or a move and get out of a tackle 
or make some people miss who are coming at him and get around them and maybe get five yards, maybe get 10 yards, maybe get a touchdown, which is pretty sick to see, even on some pretty um, pretty easy routes, especially routes that put you into traffic, put you into coverage. You know. And then thirdly, he carries the ball, he falls forward, and he, he makes a lot of good plays that a lot of good running backs make, which is just always falling forward, has good vision of where to go, and uh, he sees his angle pretty well. So now we're gonna transition a little bit and talk some potential weaknesses. Uh, potential weakness that I think I saw was, and you know, you can't really hold this against him, but you know, it does make it harder to go further when you're five foot 11 and you weigh like 180 pounds. Um, you know, he's he's solid, he's, he's bigger than me. You know, I've had classes with him, but I'm also not looking to play professional football. So, you know, he has that kind of working against him. And then I'd also say that just kind of his looks and the schemes that he's played in. You know, he, he also talked to me during the Ventura interview, that's where he played Juco, that the coach was really focused on spreading the ball out. So you only got like four catches a game, like every receiver did. Right. And then he came to UNC, which is not a super pass happy or even ox, uh, explosive offensive team. And I'd say lastly, kind of looking at his you know, UNC highlights. I was surprised at how little opportunities they gave him on special teams, mm -hmm. considering that he really can make plays in that facet of the game. So I'm kind of wondering what's happened since then. And, uh, you know, definitely think that if, if given more chances or maybe different schemes, he might've progressed a bit further right. in his game and in his looks. And, uh, no, his, his routes are solid, but I think they could be a bit more crisp looking at his Ventura film. Right. So. Yeah, and I have to echo that. I think my number one weakness for him seems to be that he, he doesn't seem to have like true, true top end speed. You know what I mean? He's got decent size and for his, for his speed, he's decent. But if moving on to the next level, moving on to the NFL, I think he would be considered slow. At that um, at that next level, so he has he has like good bursts. Right. Yeah. His acceleration is, is sick, actually. But yeah. But um, the the top end speed will hurt you as a as a wide receiver. Um, second weakness. It it seemed he only got easy routes. He only got slated to do like slants or spot routes or sometimes you know verticals. It didn't seem like he ever really had complex routes where he needed to make multiple moves, double move routes, or really needed to pay attention specifically to yard lines and stuff like that and um, know when to cut. So I'm not sure if that was a scheme thing or if that's just maybe a limitation of him as a player, which isn't, that's maybe not a big issue if he can fit into that role, but I would, I would definitely consider him to be more of a slot receiver as far as you know, his, his route running, which is not perfect because he maybe doesn't have slot receiver size. Yeah, that is that is something that, <clears throat> after you pointed it out, I, I see it a lot more that, yeah, they, they were more simple routes too. Mm -hmm. So um, hopefully in the spring, we'll get better looks at it yeah. in, a, in a McCaffrey system. 100%. But uh, we'll definitely have to see. Anything else that we have on Sam Flowers? I think that's it. All right. Well, coming up next, interview with Sam Flowers.
Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast. I am your host, Cody Stoffer, and with me today is a very special guest, uh, one of my good buddies and classmates, Sam Flowers. Sam, if you'd like to introduce yourself, just like your name, your major, and uh, why you're on the podcast. All right, my name is Sam Flowers. Um, my major is sports admin, minor in business admin. Um, and I mean, I'm on a podcast to, you know, talk about a little bit, like a little bit about myself and, you know, how I got here, so. Absolutely. So something that we do for everyone that we've had on the podcast so far is ask them, what is your favorite sport experience while playing a sport? So that could be a specific play or a specific game, anything like that. Um, I would say my, it would be my Juco year, um, playoff, first round, um, scored three, three times, um, led the team to almost a comeback and uh, winning play, uh, player of the game. So I would say that would probably be one of my best experiences right there. So. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty good game for sure. And uh, I know from class that you're not like a huge fan of like any one particular team, but what is your favorite viewing experience as a sports guy? Um, just like understanding the game, you know, like just understanding different teams and uh, what they try to bring to the table and see if I could relate to that or see, can I picture myself in that situation? So um, I would say that won't be it. Like mental reps basically and visualization. Exactly. Good stuff, good stuff. So Sam, you're on here to talk about your JUCO experience, but we'll just lay down some groundwork. How long have you been playing football? I've been playing football since the seventh grade, um, officially. Mm-hmm. You know, in uh, Pot Warner, started Pot Warner, and then, um, so I would say pretty much 10 years, almost. Okay. So, been a pretty little minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, have you played any other sports? Um, I ran track um, my junior senior year of high school, and I played a little bit of basketball in, my, uh, in middle school. Um, other than that, now nah, that's pretty much it. Did you run track to help with football, or did you like track? Um, I like track a little bit, but majority to help me with football, just in speed, you know, mm-hmm. producing speed. So yeah, that's the reason why I ran track. Yep, I, I played receiver back in high school, so I know coaches are always like, "You better run track so you can get faster for this next season." So exactly, I know what you're talking about. So uh, I guess kind of walk me through your high school experience. I guess like kind of ups and downs and what your role looked like and. Remind me, did you play high school football in Miami? Yeah. Okay, so what was that like? Um, it was very competitive, um, just because it's, it's a lot of athletes in Miami, just in Florida, period. Um, it's a lot of student athletes that just love the game of football, so it's, you know, it's pretty much kind of harder to, you know, get out of school, um, just because it's so much talent. Um, but with high school, it was pretty much, I had to really grind for it. You know, ninth grade, ninth and tenth grade, I didn't pretty much take it too serious um, because I was transferring school. So once I transferred to my last school, my uh, junior year, um, I started to understand football a little bit more, and um, I just took it more serious and understood the game. So um, once I got to my senior year, it was pretty much cake. Okay, sweet deal. And. I guess your senior year, that's like the most important year as far as recruitment goes. How how did that go for you in terms of getting looked at, I guess, and 
What was, how did you kind of handle that as like a high school senior? So as a high school senior, um, it was pretty much like, I didn't really get recruited my senior year. Um, I mean, I had a couple interests, but uh, no offers. I didn't have no offers out of high school. So um, that was the main reason why, you know, I chose to go JUCO because I didn't have any offers out of high school. And I felt like I should have offers, but you know, like I said, it's a bunch of talent in Florida, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was a tough kind of battleground for stats and getting looks, basically. Exactly. Okay. So what was the process like looking for a JUCO that was going to work for you? Like, I feel like there's a lot of junior colleges. So I guess, how do you whittle it down to the one where you reach out or do they reach out, I guess? Um, it came down to me reaching out. Um, since I didn't have no offers or anything, so I wasn't getting like no type of contacts from school. So um, the first school that I did go to, the first group I went to, um, my cousin, he played safety there, which he ended up transferring to Tennessee State. Um, so I went there, I talked, to, asked him about it and everything. He's like, yeah, you should give it a shot. So I just reached out and um, I ended up going there my first semester. So I didn't play, um, I just gray shirted, so pretty much just practice. And, you know, lifting and just going to school. Mm -hmm. um, but after that, I wasn't really sure if I wanted to stay at that school, so I ended up transferring that school. Okay, so how did you find the school that ended up working out for you? Uh, okay, so the re all right, the way I found that school, uh, Ventura College, is I once I transferred from my first school, um, I ended up at the second school. So I was there spring. Played in the fall, played in the fall semester, and then I was planning on staying, but um, I received a coach left without saying anything, like giving us a heads up or anything. Mm. So, um, so I wasn't really sure. And then I got, you know, someone told me to like don't enroll. So I was like, okay, that must be a sign. So I ended up transferring to Ventura College, and then yeah, the rest is history. Yeah, and, and here you are now. What were some things that you think JUCO helped you with as far as football goes that maybe you didn't get at your other school, other school or at your high school? I would say grit. Um, like, don't give up and just really, like, it really, like, came down to how much I love football, you know, just the things I went through in JUCO. So, and to see things, you know, um, that's what I would say, like, just help, help me learn grit, you know, never give up and I'll stay focused on the task at hand, you know, and um, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, in what ways was, or what ways were JUCO different from high school ball? I mean, and, and I know that being a student athlete is also included in that, so if you wanna to touch on that, that's fine too or the uh, level of competition, whatever you see fit to describe like the differences and maybe some ways that they were similar. Okay, the difference from JUCO and high school is, um, high school you pretty much have a system that you you know go through every day, you know, um, as a team and everything, you know, wake up early, meetings and all this stuff. Um, get to JUCO, you have meetings, but you're pretty much on your own. Um, since it was a California JUCO, you don't get offers. I mean, like offers to play at that school. So mm -hmm. pretty much, you're pretty much a walk-on. Um, so if you're an out-of-state guy, you gotta pay out-of-state fees. 
um, that that would that was like the hardest part for me, you know. Um, so I would say that was that would be the difference. Uh, level of talent will be different too. Juco have a lot of talented, you know, kids that sometimes don't get out because of grades or you know they the division one clock runs out, so they have to go division two. So, and I seen a lot of that happen. And you have some students that just give up, you know, and just say they can't do it no more. So, I seen a lot of stuff. So, I mean. did seeing some of those things kind of, I guess, n not push you further, but like just seeing those as reminders was that part of the reason why you stuck with it and worked even harder? You'd say it's yeah. just seeing like how it panned out for others on the team. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. Because I didn't want to end up like that, you know? And I know the reason why I'm playing football and, and where I want to go. Um, that was like probably the main thing I didn't want to do, you know? Pretty much not, not let my family down and, you know, show them that I can do it. So, yeah. Awesome. So, you're talking about a little bit, the like the out-of-state fees, kind of tough. What was life like, I guess, off the field? So, you know, you have classwork. Did you also have to work a job or what was that kind of looking like? Yeah, so with classwork, it was pretty it was pretty tough in, in Duke, I would say. Um, but I would go from class in the morning, um, practice in the afternoon. And then as soon as I get out of practice, like go straight home, rest home, go take a shower and go straight to work. So I was working. Um, I had worked at McDonald's. Uh, for like almost half of the year, like from the summer to mid-year of the fall se um, semester. So, um, but I had to work just so I can pay, you know, some of my bills and like, as far as like school and everything. So, um, that was pretty smooth at first. And then once we got into the season, it was kind of rough because I was trying to balance all of that and play a game on Saturday. So I wasn't playing to my best ability, so I had to quit that job, yeah. Yeah, so you could ball out and put together that sweet highlight reel. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess a little bit, I'll touch a little bit on the highlight reel in this segment. You have a tendency to get a ton of yards after the catch, and it looked like that was kind of your role. Um, am I misassuming anything in that where, you know, you play the slot the majority of the time and that's where you make your plays? Yeah, I mean, that was pretty much, that was, dominantly my role, you know, just because I average at least four catches a game. So I kind of, at first I didn't, I was kind of frustrated, but then I realized, okay, I'm seeing that my coach is trying to split up the, the you know, catch, like the balls to all the receivers because we had a, a decent, like, we had a good receiver court. So once I understood I was only receiving four catches, I was like, I got to make it, you know, mm -hmm. you got to make it possible. So. I mean, that's why you see, like, I tend to get yards at the catches. It's just I wanted to score every time I touched the ball, so. Yeah, I can see that sense of urgency, too, so that makes sense. Would you say that in JUCO there's more passing than you saw in high school? Because from a lot of what I've seen at the JUCO level is it's a lot of pass and air raid kind of stuff. Yeah, I would say majority of all um, California schools, JUCO schools, do a lot of passing. Um, but you have some schools that still run the ball, you know, downhill um, football. Um, but yeah, I would say uh, from JUCO and high school, JUCO was a lot of passion. Okay, awesome. So as you start to go through the season and you start 
getting those touchdowns, you start getting all those yards running after the catch. What was kind of the JUCO to Division One process like? Like, were there a ton of schools reaching out in like the middle of the season, or did they wait till the end of the season? What did that process um, feel and look like? So, at first, it was in the spring when I got there. I talked to a couple schools, you know, like Boise and you know, like Wazoo and all these other schools. I I talked to them, but once I you know came up with the tape and everything, um, after. I was getting hit up by a lot of schools, like a lot of interest from Hawaii, uh, Liberty. Um, I don't know, it's a lot of schools, but it came down to who wanted to offer me, you know? Mm -hmm. um, all those schools didn't offer me, so I was really like, you know, left with like, just trying to see, is my tape good enough? You know, so when I got offered by UNC, it was the decision was, this, my decision was to do I want to stay in JUCO and see if I can get bigger offers or just take what I got now and not, you know, be greedy, you know? So um, that's how I ended up here. Okay. So were a lot of the schools that were talking to you, like, kind of expecting you to play another season or were they offering you, like, preferred walk-on or anything like that? Um, see, they didn't, like, with that, um, I didn't have, like, I didn't hear anything from them. They just came to see me. Um, I talked to them, and that's pretty much it. I mean, like, some schools was like, if you're still here by January, you know, then we'll potentially offer you and stuff. But my main focus was, was, was that I've been in JUCO for so long, like, to me it felt long, mm -hmm. um, that I wanted to get out just, you know, because I've been struggling and stuff, like, going through st situations that I know I shouldn't be going through, so my, that's the reason why I made my decision, so I could just leave instead of just waiting a little longer. But, you know, sometimes I think about if I would have waited a little longer, if I would have, you know, I would have been a little higher than what I am now, but, I mean, everything happens for a reason, so. Yeah, yeah, no, and I, I've known some athletes who, they had offers to smaller schools, and basically ego, let them not choose that, and then they ended up not playing the sport like after that. So, you know, I'm gonna applaud you for your decision. And I guess, what was that feeling like um, when when they did offer you? And, you know, obviously you said you had a lot to think about, yeah. but was it like elating? Were you like, oh, finally, or? It was, was one, it? it was one of those like, yeah, like I did it, you feel me? Like it was one of those, I accomplished the main goal that I did, you know, want to make uh, accomplish because I still have some goals I haven't accomplished yet, but that was one on my list that I knew I, I knew I could do, and it just took you know focus and just hard work, you know. And once I got the offer, I knew that I did my job. So, yeah. awesome. And then I guess we'll we'll talk a little bit about UNC, this uh, this great university we're at here. What has the process been like here at UNC, and how has that been different from your JUCO or high school playing days? Um, it's been it's been a lot of a lot different from JUCO. I would say a lot different things. Um, it's been it's been a road like kind of rocky and stuff just the last two years. Um, but I mean, I pretty I like it. You know, time to time I like it. Yeah. You know, so I mean. Just with what we have now, you know, as far as a new coaching staff and stuff, I, I, I 
think we, I believe we really going to be a great team. So Yeah, I, I remember going to that Ed McCaffrey uh, press conference back when the world was normal and uh, <laughs> catching you afterwards and you had a big old smile on that. So do you want to kind of touch on like, I guess what it's been like working with Coach McCaffrey in the off season, and how excited you are for this upcoming season in the spring now. Okay, um, I'm I'm very excited just because I know what he done like in his lifetime. You know, you know he won games, he won you know bowl games. He understands the game and how to play at a high level. So with me, he played somewhere that I want to be, you know. So I look at him as far as, like, someone that can teach me the game the way I want to teach, you know, so I can understand it better to get that opportunity to play at the level that he played at. So um, that's why, I, you know, I appreciate that. And that's why when you seen that smile, it was more of like, yeah, we got one. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And this is a little off topic, but like Ed McCaffrey is like the bee's knees here in Colorado. He's probably like one of the more famous athletes that played here and stuck around as far as like for the Broncos and stuff. Was Ed McCaffrey like a huge name back in Miami when you were growing up or? Nah, I didn't know. I didn't know who he was until like probably when I found out. <laughs> and then it, and then you start looking into it and you're like, oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. I started like, I started doing my research and I'm like, who is it? You know, I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like, okay. I heard the name, I'm like McCaffrey. I'm like, okay, I know Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really sure, but once I seen it, I'm like, okay, we got, you know, he's gonna help us, you know, as a team and as a whole to reach the goals that we want to and what we've been trying to reach, you know. Mm -hmm. I feel like he would be, he's the best fit for us, you know, so. Yeah, for sure. Let's see, I'm trying to think of anything else here. Um, I guess uh, if, if there's any JUCO prospects or any JUCO players or high school players that don't have any offers, do you have any kind of message or word of advice for them listening to the podcast? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, just keep going, stay focused. Uh, take a day at a time, live in the moment, you know, you might, you know, sometimes you got to go through hard times to get what you need and get what you want in life, um, but it's going to help you in your best, you know, aspect of life, you know, um, just keep pushing and making sure you're making the right choices so you can provide for your family. Um, that's the main goal of Juco, is just don't get lost. In, in the Juco moment and just take a day at a time and focus on the, your main goal of I need to get out instead of trying to get sucked in to everybody else. So yeah, I would say. Awesome. Those are great words of advice and you know, definitely uh, a counter to a lot of things that we see in like the football realm and culture, you know, because there's, there's success stories, Juco going up to college and then there's, you know, there's not successful stories, some of which that you were talking about, or, you know, you said focus, and someone that I immediately thought of who didn't focus was like Chad Kelly, right? Mm -hmm. Who, you know, what had to go to JUCO because he had problems at Clemson, and, you know, has gone through this whole process just to be a backup on an NFL team, when really he probably could have been a starter if his head was screwed on straight, right? Mm -hmm. So we appreciate that advice, and thank you so much for being on the podcast, and 
good luck this season when it comes around right. A little bit unexpected, but nothing wrong with that as long as the ball gets to the field, right? Exactly. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on, Sam. Appreciate it, man.